Okay. The spark today is spark 49. The distinction is reason are only an attempt to look sane. Yeah, this is a big one. This is really a huge in us about looking, looking sane, not looking crazy. It's sort of what Dimitra was saying, like this fear of being crazy in front of our friend and what, happened, what would happen to us if people thought we were crazy. I mean, this, I, maybe, it's, maybe it's in the, in the spark. I didn't read it, but we've been, like most of us have, are like born in this culture which has had 700 years of this period that we call the Inquisition. And in the Inquisition, it was the, the police that was mixed with the church would go and look out for the witches and the healers and the pagans and the, however they wanted to call them, which basically would be the crazy people, the people who don't do the things the same way than everybody else, who don't, they don't fall in line, they're not sheep. And they would be looking for them and then most of them would be burned or killed or stoned or judged or whatever. And so we've, it's part of, it's like infiltrated in the thoughtware of our culture to, to be, to care about what other people think and to pretend to look sane and look normal and look like together so that the neighbors will not tell on us, so that our friends will not tell on us. And, and, it, and it's the, one of the things that your mom tells you, the first thing that your mom tells you is, don't go barefoot, you know, in Germany, don't go barefoot in the snow or don't go outside naked or uh, don't scream in the street next to the neighbors because what will the neighbors think? They will think I'm a bad parent. And then it's, it's on the parents. So we've been taught to, to look sane. From, from the 700 years of Inquisition and, you know, a lot of us here have been really witches or healers or in past life. And so it's also in our system, like in our cell, in our cell memory to, we have made decisions about not showing up and not showing up power or not um, healing or yeah, to, to, to not show up. We have made those decisions. And, and now we in a, in a culture, in a period where, most, you know, I'm not saying, but most of us, we can do our work and not be persecuted because we can meet on Zoom. I, we can post things on Facebook, which is a totally open platform. Um, we can give interviews, there's circles, and none of my, you know, none of the, my friends or friends of friends I've heard have not been persecuted. I haven't heard. I know that in, in other countries, it does... It does still happen, but it, it, it seems to me that we are in a, like, in Europe at least, it is pretty, we can, we can start doing our work and not be persecuted. And, and also start healing the decisions of not doing the work or not showing up. Okay, I'm reading the notes. Why do businessmen wear coats and ties instead of Tarzan suits? 
Why do women wear the latest fa fashion instead of whatever they have in their closets? Why do men shave and women wear makeup or style their hair? Why are, why are our houses and apartments so similar to each other? These questions point to something so deeply ingrained in us as to make the question seem ridiculous. I mean, so I, I just want to share something that I, I used to, I'm, I was a professional swimmer for 10 years and, and therefore I learned very young to um, wax. I was not shave my hair, I would wax them off because then they would last longer, like take them off with some, no, 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 my hair like, uh, under my arms and, and, and yeah, no, I kept those ones, <laughs> but I, I learned very young to do that. And my mom would wax her armpits and, and it was like, that's, and if I would have hair growing, then I, I would be made fun of, or it would be embarrassing or, and, and I, so I kept doing that until a year ago. And a year ago I did, I said, I'm going to do this experiment of not waxing my hair for a year, which is coming up right now. And in the beginning, it was very scary. It was really, I had to, I was wearing long sleeve. I was not, I didn't want to wear a bathing suit. I was, it was, it was like being on the edge of like woman, like to be a woman or to be a, a beautiful woman or to be a appreciated woman, then you have to take off your hair. So that's, that's one of those things of, you know, why do men shave and women wear makeup or also shave their hair or style their hair? And so there's, there's a lot of experiments to do around that about uh, looking sane or looking fitting in. So if you went to work wearing a Roman toga and carrying a large banana squash, people would want to know why you were doing that. If you gave them a good enough reason, they would act like they accept your reason. So if you, if you, gave, if you gave them a good enough reason, they would act like they accept your reason. But if you gave them no reason, or if you persist in wearing a toga every day, or if a man kept wearing women's clothes or carrying around squashes, what would happen? there would soon be serious consequences. You could be severely rejected by society. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, for me, like my experience, I feel I don't need to do anything special to, to be seen or to, be, to make people think that I'm different or strange or whatever. That's what I feel. And for me, it comes into... I like I want to be faster than them kind of I, I feel like I have to explain myself before they could make assumptions about me and it's so deep in my uh, this life experience that yeah that I would do that before they might assume something because their assumptions could be a threat to me and what you said earlier I don't experience it that way I mean I, I feel that I've, I'm I'm a lot persecuted for what I'm doing. Like, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm a healer, but I work a lot with groups and teams and stuff. So I'm, this whole process is not 
made by law or something. It's not that police, oh, this also happened, that police was taking me from my home. But I mean, that, that kind of policing also happens within the people. Like, I mean, now when I'm at my work and doing something that I think is the right thing to do, like they, they are sabotaging me and, and, and mobbing and bullying and whatever to, to make me go or to make me stop what I'm doing because in a way I'm mirroring something. And in that sense, I feel I go there before. So I, I, I already arrange everything because I know that's going to happen. So I'm not waiting for them to judge me. I, I do that before that. How is that working for you? Sorry? How is that working for you? Oh, this is super stressful. It's, it's stressful and in a way I'm not in what you just said at the beginning of mm. this tune and being in whatever the universe talking to me because I need to arrange so many things. I feel like I have to be faster than the universe kind of. I wanted to. And I had this idea. I can't remember. It was a conversation I had with somebody. Uh, and I, it was so striking and I'm trying to remember it. But it was about the common assumption that are in the space. Like the common. And so if you work in a, in a game world of modern culture, then there's a lot of assumption about how we should behave, for example, being reasonable and having reason for what we do. And, and oh God, I can't, but it was in a way that when I meet people from modern culture, I still keep my culture and they might say something when they assume that I understand, they assume that I have the same assumption. And when I don't, then that's when their box is confronted and um, like something, like a lot, for example, is connection is good. Like this is, this is kind of assumption, maybe also in the new age of we are here to connect, you know, connection is good. And maybe I, I think it was something like that. And I said, and I said, where do you get this assumption? Like I, maybe I don't want to be connected to you. And, and it was so shocking for the other person that I didn't have the same assumption but, and, but I really, I was like, I didn't make the assumption that I, or I was not going to make the assumption that she was going to be okay with not having the same assumption. Or for, there's this part of, of me that I think I had something like that, like you have bet of like, always being okay what are other people's assumptions and then I have to prepare okay how do I build the bridge to to bridge them to from my assumption to their assumption or my game world to their game world and I've found myself in more and more situation where um, they had an assumption that I didn't think of and it and it was like okay well that's weird I've changed because I knew that I had the same assumption before I've changed and I can stay where I am and, and they can have the assumption in whatever's going on over there. And, and, and I can ask questions or I can be like be in confrontation with their box. And, and I think it's really, it is exhausting to be like, what are the assumption and let's get ready for, I think you have, you know, I bet you have your center enough and you have clarity enough 
that this preparation in a way is a, it's a survival thing. It's a, like a school thing or, um, you, you know, that the teacher is going to ask you and you have to have this whole reason. And, and there's a part of your clarity doesn't come from your mind anymore. And I think the explanation actually only comes from your mind. And you try to see, oh, if I say this, she's going to walk on this, on this bridge. And then if I say this, she's going to walk here. And then maybe she can make it all the way. And, and it's like, so what? So what if she makes it or not, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I have just one question. Like, if yeah. I'm having a confrontation with that box, who's having that confrontation with that box? Who of my eyes is having that confrontation? Because I don't want to have a box confrontation with that box. I don't want that. So, uh, what comes to me right now is your context. Your context is a confrontation. And your context is a form of a box. Okay. You know, the PM context is a, is a box and, and it's a, you've chosen that box, whereas they didn't, they didn't choose, chose theirs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else from anybody else? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there is, um, on the, on that, there are things that we say the impossible. I mean, there, I mean, there is lynching still happening or, or, or persecution. Um, I, I think, and it's not yet very major, I suppose, but uh, I've, I've been to things or like I've participated in, in groups and organizations from Finhorn uh, Eco Village um, and other groups that to other people who had a different context, they see as a cult. And, you know, like there's also like a website or, you know, like seeing also possibility management as, as a cult or something like that. And uh there there is a sort of there is a kind of pro you know persecution with that too yeah. um with that what with acting or yeah saying some of the dangerous things that we do say because they're dangerous to the status quo of modern culture and and i am i am scared uh, uh, sometimes of of speaking from the context of possibility management um, because not because not because so much of, uh, of like where I'm coming from but because um, particulars there's some occasions where the the conversation that is happening like um, like the COVID conversation is so polarized and people don't have the same, like don't know what reality is that even saying, you know, that if I, if I stand in my ground of, of the context of possibility management, I'm, 
I am. I, I experienced that in having, in actually not even having conversations about COVID with anyone, <laughs> because it would be like, oh yeah, you're like this, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist or whatever, you're anti-vax, and I'm like, you can, you know, you can call me whatever you want, and that's also, I, uh, I'm, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't trying to win any argument or anything. I just for me, it was like no participation whatsoever in these kinds of conversations. And, but I, I could feel like that if I would speak from my context, it, it, it was scary. It was definitely scary. Yeah. And uh, there were people like some of my friends who were, yeah, my friends in Scotland who, who were very, you know, they were, they were just doing things like, Oh, if, if you have an opinion that I think it's dangerous, it is my duty. It is my duty to, to like come down on you, you know? And, and I was, yeah, I'm like, okay, that's, that's your crusade. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be in the way of your crusade. I'm like, I'm going to sidestep. That's what mm -hmm. I'm going to do. So, yeah, that's my experience lately with, with those uh, Vera, I have a question. Um, may you precise what exactly makes you scary in this situation? Well, one of them was um, I was going to be without a home. Uh, so I was in the house with uh, two friends who, who have different, um, like very different approaches to staying safe in times of COVID. So I was, I was asked to leave their home, which is, you know, there was, was their rule. So that was how it, I started to realize, to realize that, you know, a lot of people that, that I assumed that they were going to think about things and talk about it and negotiate, they had a specific belief about COVID and what to do about it. And, um, without negotiating, um, kicked me out of their home without, well, kicked me out, said that I should leave, which I think it was a good idea. So there was, there was just the first thing that, of that kind of prosecution. And I mean, I, I'm not, I am not having discussions online uh, because that's just gremlin feeding ground. Um, and having even conversations personally um, when people are asking, it's the, the prosecution is kind of like death by exile, you know, not, yeah, just, uh, I, what's the prosecution, uh, here in, in Finhorn at some point, uh, the neighbors were uh, calling the police of people who were doing, doing things that were not lawful, like going out twice to go for a run. And I know people in Portugal who are doing the same. And I, I think from other people in the world that were doing the same, it's like, wow, I have a, I, I don't have that perspective of, of calling the police when people go for runs twice a day. So these are just kind of small kind of petty examples, but if they exist in people who are like nice people <laughs> or, people, spiritual people that see love and light, it, it exists in all of us, yeah.
Okay. Can I ask something, please? Yeah. What uh, it means uh, when I speak from my context? I don't understand exactly what. Uh, yeah. What it means. When you went on this date with this guy, you had different context. Yes. Meaning your your interaction with the world is uh, like born or emerges in a different place, in a different origin. So, um, for example, like the, the neo-Nazi, they all have a similar context. Their, their interaction with the world is all born in like, the origin is in that, in the context of the, the white people are better, uh, the Jewish should die, the black people should die, like whatever, their con that's their interaction with the world. And so they have this filter. Okay. And, and, and you have a different context where, for example, and you just upgraded your context last week where you, when you did the spark, there is no enemy. You know, before you would say, hey, stop, I cannot talk to you. And then you upgraded your context saying, okay, there is no enemy, let's talk. And then you got a totally different relation, you know, um, relationship and interaction. So, but you, you spoke from a different context than him and your context actually has more clarity and more power. So he was sucked into your context without you being sucked into his. Okay. Because your but, context has more clarity. But when, when I say, but when I speak from my context, it means yeah. that I speak from there where I have clarity and, um, and it means that you speak from a center that you know what you say because you have made the journey that you have. Um, so some, yeah, some contexts are conscious. Conscious, yes. Yeah. Conscious. Some contexts are conscious and some contexts are unconscious. Conscious. Yes, but when Vera said, when Vera used it, what it means that Vera, you said, but when I speak from my conscious, from my context, context, context yes, you, you, you meant that uh, when you had the... Um, um, consciousness. Consciousness, yes, yes. Question mark. <laughs> Can you say the question again? When Vera said, when, when Vera said. Yeah, um, I yeah. speak from my context. I speak from my context. You mean that when you speak to them, that you were in, in, you were conscious about what you are saying, that you have that you will have clarity for yourself. Yeah, I, I have I have clarity in myself, but the I didn't think that the ground uh, that the person was wanting to to listen to anything that wasn't confirming their context. Their own, yeah, their own yeah, kind of belief. Okay. Yeah, it was mostly that. Okay, I understand. Thank you very much, both of you. Okay, I'll keep reading. We are human beings. We live and work in groups. The worst threat anyone could make to you, the supreme punishment, is shunning, banishment from the group being excluded okay this is what we were talking about true banishment from the group means death because you are cut off from all that you need to live 
long ago to avoid being sent to your room and left alone, you learn how to be acceptable with your parents or in school. The main way you make yourself appear to be acceptable is with sane reason. You do not realize how gravely deformed you are by your own, by your need to conform to acceptable reason so as not to be rejected. But this is only half of the story. The other half is that you believe your own reason. So you give reason and then you, you give them with so much conviction so that the other person believes it that you start believing your own reason. <coughs> You have been so seriously conditioned to behave in the domain of acceptable reason that you think reasons and behavior, behaviors are connected. If you cannot create an acceptable reason, then you do not act. You put so much effort into creating your reason that you think your reasons are true. I mean, this is, this is mimetic, we would call this mimetic engineering because it is at the, it's like at the core of ourself, there's a, a split second or there's a, we could make the distinction between our behavior and our reason, but right now they're like this. And it's so even hard to like distinguish them. So does, does any, does, whatever. Does that make any sense? This like the behavior and the reasons are enmeshed. That would mean, I mean, from the things that we, we learn in school is that there's cause and effect. And so that the, the reasons are the cause for a certain effect. Yeah. So that would mean that causality or cause and effect is not actually a thing no you you're mixing that the reason is the cause you're equaling the reason is the cause okay got it okay. and that's that's what we've learned the reason is the cause and actually when it's not okay can you offer a distinction between reason and cause Yeah, the, the causes, let's say, I mean, the cause and effect is kind of, is also a Buddhist sort of karm, karmic um, perspective on what, what I would say is action have consequences and non-action have as much consequences as action. And then there's a purpose. There's a purpose, but that's different from a reason. The purpose comes before the reason. The purpose is energetic. The reason is intellectual. So often we give reasons that have nothing to do with our actual purpose. We are actually oblivious to our purpose. Mm. Manuela, you were gonna say something? Yeah, maybe just an example. For example, I could give an intellectual reason for wearing a white toga because, um, because I lost a bet because I have to do this, because my parents told me so. This is the intellectual reason uh, I could give somebody why I'm wearing strange things. But it's not the 
actual. So because I want to. So yeah. So what's the purpose? What would be the difference with the purpose? This could be just to flaunt myself and to look great and to call attention or to do an experiment and to grow or whatever else. Okay. Like experimenting would be a purpose. Experimenting would be a purpose, but also looking weird would be wanting to look weird or look strange or like that people, you know, some people's survival thing is about being rejected or being, it's kind of weird to think about it, but some boxes in Gremlin are like the rebellious thing. I don't want to fit in. And, but it's as much survival as I want to fit in. It's just this need for negative attention. So when, you know, when you hear the, like the motorcycle, like that are, that have been broken and that have made a lot of noise, you know what I'm talking about? Like the motorcycle when they make, okay. And what do you think? Like, what's the reaction? <laughs> yeah. Asshole. Like, I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to have a peaceful walk in the forest or I'm trying to have a conversation here or, you know, and that's exactly what they want. That's exactly what they want. They are looking for negative attention. So I've taken this practice of when there's those freaking motorcycle is that I, I wish them health or I wish them love or, and I, because then otherwise I, I fit into their like survival purpose and I don't want to, I don't want to give them the negative attention that they're looking for. So, and, and my life has changed a little bit. I don't have to be hateful and spiteful. Okay, where are we? Okay, you do not realize how grab, oh no, that we read. Okay, you choose. Uh, one moment, one yeah. moment, one question. Eva. So reason, um, reason, it's always an explanation of your action? It, it seems like that to me. What does it look to you? Uh, I was not sure. This was my question to you. Do you yeah, have an, uh, an example or an idea? Um, no, I just look in clarity of, of this distinction. That's what it seems like to me. Mm -hmm. But you could check it out when you know, why did you, you know, I could ask you, why did you wear um, your striped shirt today? Um, because I like it. I open my wardrobe and I feel, okay, I want to put that today. And that's all there was. I don't feel that there was uh, nothing behind that, just um, pleasure. You gave me three different reasons. One is you like it. The second is that was the only thing in your closet. And the third reason is um, no particular oh, pr pleasure. Mm -hmm. So this was reasons. Yeah. So, and, and you scan me, you scan me and you're just like, what kind of reason will she accept? You know, and mm -hmm. this goes so fast. And so you, you scan me and you think, oh, if I say that I like it, then that's a good reason enough to, to be reasonable, to be sane on mm -hmm. this call. Yeah, Magda. Magda. 
talk that I think very often uh, we are so focused on that. Can, can you uh, speak closer to your microphone? Yeah. Yeah, sure. How about now? Is better? Not so much, but. Okay, maybe without headphones. How about now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think that very often being focused on the reason, uh, people, and even myself, I, I just uh, had this observation, we, we are not aware of the purpose sometimes. Um, I think the purpose is inside of us, but we might not see it very clearly. I'm not sure if this is about the nature of purpose being energetic, but I think we are detached often from that purpose because of the reason. It's, and it kind of makes it difficult to get to know yourself. Mm. Would you say I? Would you say the last sentence in I? Uh, so if I forget, if I am not aware of my purpose, um, I have difficulty in being in touch, getting to know myself. Thank you. Yeah. So this is the last paragraph. What is really going on is that you make up reasons for your action after you have already decided to act a certain way. You make up reasons so that if anybody ever asks you why you're doing a certain things, you can give them the, your reason. If you can give people good reasons for your decision and actions, then you do not perceive, they do not perceive you as crazy. Crazy people are men menace, menace, how do you say that? Menace, menace uh, threat. It's a French word, we say menace. Crazy people are menace to society. Crazy people are dangerous and get locked away in solitary confinement and giving drugs. By your reason, you try to convince others that you are not dangerous. How many, how many people here have a self-image that you're not a dangerous person? Can you put your hand up? That you are not a dangerous person. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, we have people who've shifted identity already. I mean, it's big to to walk down the street and 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 to and to say I'm da I'm I'm dangerous person. It's dangerous to speak to me. It's like it's people are not left unchanged after an interaction. That's what it would mean to be dangerous. You know, and that's Dimitra, that's what you did. You know, you you went to this and and you were dangerous for him. And he had to change. And somehow you were in connection enough with this guy that he didn't leave. Because he could have just also left because you were too dangerous. But somehow you were connected enough that you could be dangerous and in connection. Yeah, yes. Mm. It was very, it, 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 it happened to me first time. It was so strange because we were so different with so different. Uh, um, biographies, experience, uh, different completely, but it was something the uh, same. Um, uh, say, uh, this is the experience of an extraordinary space. Okay. When you are in an ordinary space, it's fighting and being right and reasons and there's this 
you know, and then you left and it's like, it was not so fulfilling. But when in an extraordinary space, something else is possible and it has this different quality. And sometimes it's hard to talk about it. It was very strange because yeah. uh, then I was speaking and then he was understand what I was saying. And I, I knew that he was understand exactly. And I said, for, for three hours, that happened for three hours. And I said, come on. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you can learn to, you know, right now it sort of happened accidentally. You don't really know how you created that space. You don't really know, it yeah. seems like. You kind of, it happened and it, it was a magical, it was sort of a miracle. And, and one of the things that we learn in, in possibility management is how to navigate to those space over and over again. How you can create them over and over again in your life. And so you don't ever have to be in the ordinary anymore. You can, so there's, different, there's a lot of different tools. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be only an accident. Okay, I'm listening to that. Okay. I'm, I'll keep reading. Where are we? By your reason, you try to convince others that you are not dangerous. Limiting yourself to only making decisions for which you have created very good reason keeps you looking sane and safe. I mean, that's me adding and safe and in what is familiar or comfortable. This is a very good reason for limiting yourself. But think about this. No matter how good the reason is for limiting yourself, you are still using reason and you are still limiting yourself. Martina, how is it going over there? Um, I want to say to something to Dimitra. When I when I was listening to you, I uh, there was some sadness coming up because I. I I thought you were a superficial person in the last meeting and I because you have this nice face and I thought oh there's nothing much it's just this pretty face and when you were talking I was I I saw the the depth the depth in you and and what what's really going on and how how precious that is what you said and I and it made me sad because um, I still have this thinking about people that there are good people and bad people and make these distinctions and I wanted to say that um, I want to thank you that you said that and I don't know yeah, it made me sad because, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. 
Thank you. It's very strange for me to to hear nice things. Actually, it's make me feel uh, very. Um, I mean, when I hear good things for myself, it makes me feel um, uncomfortable. That's what that says my face. But uh, I uh, I feel joy. You 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 say that. Mm. And for me, because I was in, in a drama school three years, uh, my teachers, all the teachers, they say, you have to observe and never criticize. And it will, they will say that every day, every day, every day, just observe, don't be, try to stop your, your mind to categorize or judge things. Just, just observe, observe, observe. I mean, this is it was helpful for me because I was categorized before the school, and uh, and then Dimitra, uh, Dimitra uh, can I interrupt you? No, no, yeah, okay. No, would you? I, I still want to talk to you. Would you turn on your microphone? Okay. I feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. So out of the four, un so there's four kind of uncomfortable: anger, sadness, okay. fear, and joy. If you just close your eyes and check inside yourself, is it anger, fear, sadness, or joy? The uncomfortable. I think it's joy. Okay. Yeah. Like zero. I'm not sure. I don't know. And it seems like there's an, there would be another feeling. There, there fear. is some joy and there's some fear. Yeah. Yeah. And the then... First, sorry? The first one, what is the first one? Anger, sadness, fear, and joy. Fear, joy, yeah. Could you fear. say, so could you say, I feel scared. Martina, when you spoke and you said something nice, I felt scared because. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, it, in the beginning, I felt scared because uh, uh, it's, um, when they are talking about me, I feel uncomfortable so there's there's four kind of uncomfortable okay anger sadness fear and joy so if you were use the word uncomfortable then you you don't have clarity about what's going okay. on for you okay now now i understand now i understand okay so you can i feel scared because okay i feel okay okay i feel scared because uh, when someone i don't know start a, a conversation um talking about me uh, in the beginning, before it's clear if it's something bad or something good to me, I feel scared because uh, I reveal uh, uh, I reveal the, um, my family had a, uh, had a, a picture for me for many years that I was like crazy or something or like that. And uh, for second, uh, when someone say I I relieve this uh, emotion because uh, I was always uh, like that, because I was so different from, yeah. yes. And uh, then when somebody uh, say something good to me, like Martina said, uh, then I, I feel, um, um, I feel... Uh, uh, anger, anger yeah. sadness, fear, joy. I think it's... Uh, 
if you don't look if you look in your mind you'll get just your mind yeah 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 um, take your time take your time there's no hurry I think it was fear again, but then fear again. It like, seems uh, like it was still fear, yeah. Yeah, yeah because it, it's not true. Maybe I am superficial in the end. <laughs> yeah. It's <Yeah>. fear. <laughs> so, and you notice that both fears, both fears yeah. are emotional. Yes, I know that. Yeah. I have so, understand that. So you can write it down and... So, and you make, this is an emotion and it's a gateway for a healing process. It's, so you can go through the healing process. So, so that you, this fear is not from the present. And you can go through this fear and where does it come from and heal it. And then you won't feel that fear anymore. It is possible to not feel that fear anymore because it is emotional and you can heal it. Okay. And when, so I can give you an experiment before, you know, or even you could keep the experiment for the rest of your life is when somebody talks about you, whatever they say, you know, it's like, first of all, it cannot be good or bad because good and bad is a, is a shadow principles of, you know, right and wrong and good and bad. And you can say, thank you for the feedback. It's just feedback. Mm. So would you like to try that with Martina to, to yes. look at her and just say, Martina, thank you for the feedback. Martina. Okay. So kind of photo. Okay. Yeah, stay with Ma yes. Yes. No, 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 yeah. Martina. Thank you for your feedback. Can I say in Greek? Yeah. Ευχαριστώ για το feedback. Ήταν πολύ βοηθητικό. Ευχαριστώ πολύ. Αλήθεια τώρα. Ευχαριστώ. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. We have a couple of experiments. I haven't read them, so we might need to change them and see if we can do them right now. So the experiment number one is if you did not have to worry about being regarded as dangerous or insane, how could you behave differently? Okay, right now, make a list of 20 actions that you would take if you, don't, if you did not have to have reason to just justify your behavior and you did not have to worry, feel fear about trying to look acceptable and safe. Try to not edit your list at all. Okay, so you do not have to share this list with anyone. Not to actually. Yeah, if you want. Okay, here we go. Come back, I just got a ring in the house. See, she gave a reason. Vera, you gave a reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will, I will get out of Zoom meeting without giving any reason. That's the next action on my list. Okay, list of 20 things. You make a list of 20 things that how you could behave differently if you were not afraid of look, look dangerous or insane. Vera, could you feel it? This like reason making? Yeah. No editing. I just, I was just thinking of, it could also be something that, um, you know, dangerous or insane. It could be like that you don't want to do it because your partner might think that you don't love them. So you're not doing this thing because if you did it without a reason, then your partner or your parents would not 
they would make this assumption, oh, they don't love me. And so it's this like, yeah, game. It could also be not about giving reason to other people, but also giving reason to yourself about what you're doing, why you're doing it. Like, oh, I'm going to eat a piece of cake because I've worked hard today. You know, that's you also giving reason to yourself.
Let's do a couple more minutes and then we could share. Uh, I would like to, if anybody wants to share what they have on their list, because what I, what I noticed is like, there's a way also that my thinking is limited just by having had to give reasons this whole time. And so I'm, I'm like, maybe I'm not thinking of things that I would like to do, but it's like, it's outside of my box. And so I thought that maybe if we give each other or like say a few things, then it would inspire each, we would inspire each other. Uh, Magdalena, you wanted to say? Yes, I just wanted to, to say that this is exactly what, how, uh, what you said resonates with me because I feel a little bit uh, as if there was a fog between me and my actual you know, intention. Uh, the, the reasons are really fogging the view. <laughs> so for a while here, I was really like, browsing my head as well what what would i do and um so one of the first things that came up was that i would be wearing a turban because i really like uh head head scarves and um <laughs> i'm just i'm sorry magdalena but you you said i'm gonna wear a turban because i really like wearing a headscarf <laughs> i did it yes <laughs> it's, this is how fast it goes and how like ingrained in us mm -hmm. i think it's very interesting to look at it uh like shine some light on this aspect um and i i think also i had this thought when we spoke earlier that um not giving a reason maybe in my childhood and early youth was kind of more natural to me and how much i got molded it occurred to me and also how kind of strong and how people around you might quickly pick, pick up when uh, used to quickly pick up when I was not giving a reason. There was a lot of kind of question marks and 
um, putting myself in doubt somehow. I, I felt kind of on the edge of being banished so many times in my life. And that strongly gave me a good training in developing reasons. Um, but I still remember that, that kind of, uh, that time when I was a little bit careless about them and I wished to, to be able to come back. You can take back your authority to choose for no reason. Mm. And it's, you know, you've trained yourself for now decades of giving reasons, you know, even before anybody asks or anybody make. And so you training yourself to not give reason is, would be as much work as you, you trained yourself to give reason. So it could be an experiment like three times a day. I mean, really it could be because about 150 times a day, you give a reason to yourself, to others without even noticing. So if you do three times a day, the experiment of consciously making a decision or doing something for no reason, then you're training a, this different part of taking back your authority. Mm -hmm. Could you do that? I will try three times a day. I do something without providing anyone a reason, even myself. Even yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thank you. That's interesting. I will try. Okay. Martina, you wanted to say something? Yeah. Um, I, it's not, it's not possible for me to think that because yeah, I'm giving a reason. I, I wrote some things, 12 points, and I am writing a point and I think I write that I want to stop something because of a reason or I do it because of a reason. I cannot think doing something or doing something not without a reason. It's not possible. My box is freaking out. It's not possible for me. I cannot. I cannot. Without a reason, I cannot. <laughs> You cannot do anything without a reason. Yeah. And for, do you want to change your mind about that? Yeah. What can you do? Stop thinking. Look, at the, the, the reason mechanism is at work. So I don't know if you, any, any of you noticed when you started writing something that automatically there would be a reason coming. Did anybody notice that? For me, it was... Like, what do you mean? A reason for writing? No, for like you wrote something that you would do and then automatically this like reason mechanism would be, oh yeah, because of, that would be really nice. Or because, actually, I've never tried that before. Or because... Okay. Well, so it, it, was, it was there for me. And I can say, I don't care. The reason, you know, the, the reason mechanism is still there. It's like this like machine going on. And I don't have to believe those reasons or I don't have to choose those reasons. Even if they are, they're already made up. Mm -hmm. You can make a distinction between you and the reason yeah. mechanism and let it run and be whatever, you make up reason and I'm still deciding that I'm going to do it for no reason. Okay, that was what I was thinking about also, that there is a difference between, I could make this difference between having a reason 
and not using that reason. When there's a little gap between I have that reason, but I don't use it. Well, but, actually, but you cannot... don't even have it. It's just you, you made it up. What helps me is I have a possibility for you, Martina, mm -hmm. because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm observing my mind every day, uh, one hour from eight till nine o'clock. I watch him. And uh, what I found out what works best for me is to treat him like a granddad, like a grandfather who's sitting in the back of your car. And you, 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 you have him there all the time. And he's talking and commenting on, on the traffic and on the, you know, what you can buy there, like the stuff and the, the boards and the, and the advertising and the people, the, wear, the, the, the clothes they wear, the, how the cars are parking. And this... You're frozen a bit. Yeah. No. You're back. Can you, can you oh, I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, just for the and last just for five seconds. Yeah. The last words were that uh, the, he's commenting how the cars were parking, and then yeah, and and but this will all what he says is totally irrelevant for you to drive the car. Like you wouldn't. I mean, it doesn't matter what he thinks about the dress of this woman if you will go left or right, or if you will stop or, or, or go faster or things like that because you are driving that car it's not that granddad in the back of your car yeah, but you're going left or right you're going left or right because you you have a reason why you go left and you have a reason why you go right you cannot do something without a reason i mean i'm not driving a car but i think everybody who's driving a car is not, Everybody's is not thinking so fast <laughs> you're not thinking so fast i guess like it's automatic or not. I don't know. I'm not driving a car, but I guess it's very natural thing to do. Like, I mean, you're automatically doing it. You, you're using your fear and your awareness of doing it, whatever. What I want to say is like, you would not hate that grandfather. You wouldn't say like, oh, what a bad grandfather. Because that's again, is a thought. And it, it, like he's just there. He's a grandfather. I mean, you know, you cannot, he's there. And that's like the way I approach it. And it makes it easier to observe it and to see that much more is going on. Like insights, for example, or impulses, they are not really coming from the mind. Mm -hmm. It's not so much about not listening to the mind or not allowing it to talk. If that doesn't work. That's just what I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Manuela, you wanted to say something? <clears throat> yeah, I guess for me it was interestingly the other way around. Because I kept asking myself, why, why the hell would I need reasons to do anything? And I th I'm thinking, I've been thinking about my life and I'm not sure if I've had reasons, intellectual reasons for what I did. And... Um, I'm sure I could explain it if I wanted to, but. And the other thing was another possibility maybe for, for Martina also. I've done, I've done improvisational dance for about 10 years now and Qigong. And doing things like that actually makes it abundantly clear that the body does not need any reasons. 
to move. Thoughts are not the reason for why we do anything. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was actually very, very helpful for me. And um, in many ways. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, what, what started helping, because I had the same thing as you, Martina, is like, it's not possible. Like, everything has a reason. But was to real was to start noticing how, how the reason came after the decision. I had, even if, if, if I had, if I used my brain to analyze why I made a certain decision, it was, it was still clear that I already would have done it. I sometimes like the, the decision to do it would have happened. And I just oh, was most of the time trying to find the right reason or the, the reason that would justify it to my own box. Even when I, even when it was a kind of a gremlin decision, it was trying to find the right reason that would pass the test of whatever. And so because it was happening after, I was already somehow committed to this, even unconsciously committed to do a certain thing. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that it, the reason starts, um, is created after, uh, gave oh, me a right. bit of that gap of like, no, nothing happens for a reason. Actually, nothing happens for a reason. I want to do an experiment from what you just said, uh, Vera. And, uh, Sabine, do you want to share something right now? It's just another comment about myself, uh, observing myself, how I wrote down the thing. Go ahead. But I don't know if I should do it before or you after the experiment. Well, maybe after, if you can remember okay. it. Yeah. So it, I would like to split in groups of, how many are we? Maybe groups of, what, how many? Four? One, two, three, four. So two groups of five then? Yeah, two groups of five. And they would, somebody ask, one of the person would ask a question about, why why did you wake up this morning or why did you put on clothes or why did you brush your hair okay so really kind of a a very simple question okay and it, whatever and the so there would be one person and then uh how many like four people listening one person of the four ask a question and the one person will give like a two sentence answer to one and then would answer the same question to the next person and answer the same question to the next person. Okay. So you receive a question as the one giving reasons. You, you, you receive a question and you are going to give, you're going to look at the person and give the reason, give a reason for like answer the question to each person. Does that make sense how this goes? Uh, God, it was not very well explained. There's going to be five people. Okay. And there's going to be one person answering a question and then the four other people just listen. And maybe one, one of the four just ask a question like, why did you wake up this morning? And this fifth person will say, will look at, you know, Vera and say, this is why I woke up this morning. And then look at Habet and this is why I woke up this morning. And then look at Eva. And she, the, person an the fifth person answers the question to all four people. Mm -hmm. It would take about like a minute and a half. Different reasons. Well, let's see what comes up. 
Let's see what comes up. Ah, okay. I thought it was always the same reasons. No, okay. I don't know. I don't know how your box works. And then I don't maybe it's always the same reason. And then we change the roles? And or? then we change the roles. So everybody gets to be in this answering the question. So we basically going to, I'm going to split up in, uh, where is it? Breakout room. In two rooms. And so Habet, Sabine, Maria, and Martina, would you stay in the main room with me in this group of five? So Martina, Maria, Habet, and Sabine. And then the other people, please go into your breakout room. And I won't tell you to shift for each person. So you just, you go ahead, you pick the first person, they answer the four other, and then you keep going. And it will be, I don't know, probably need six or seven minutes to go through the whole thing. Okay. Oh man, Sabine left. Sabine, come back. Oh no, can you can, can you get her back now? You, then you yeah, write. We can. I. Well, I'm gonna write to everybody. And then she will have another window to to click onto. No, she will have to like go in that ah, button uh, and leave like the leave room. the room. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay, who would like to start? I can start. Okay. Let's wait for Sabina to come back. How tricky. <laughs> <laughs> How tricky. <laughs> it was trying to, <laughs> to make me confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who, who has a question for Habet? Why, I have a question. Why do you work in a woman's center? My God, yeah, good question. And, and you tell who, you say Martina, you tell the name, okay. okay? As Martina, I work in a woman's center because I'm a woman. As Abina, I work in a woman's center because I believed that I could make a difference to the way they approach women issues. Uh, Maria, I work in a women's center because I I knew they they have uh, they have the money and the space to make good projects like sustainable projects that last longer. Uh, and Chloe, I work in a women's center and I like to cry every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because because I'm angry, because I'm angry and I want to change something about patriarchy. And I thought that's a good place to start. Did you, did you think it was the best place? In that moment when I started, yes. <laughs> okay, and now? No, not anymore. I don't Are you going to deliver Expand the Box? <laughs> Yes, I have to. <laughs> because why? I need a job. <laughs> That's the worst reason ever. That's the worst reason. 
What did she say? <laughs> because I need a job. <laughs> I just wanted to make her angry. That was the reason for that answer. That was your purpose, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to make expand the box trainings because that feeds me. It feeds me, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't have to save the world, just myself. <laughs> God, those reasons are amazing. They keep coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the question, actually? <laughs> I have reasons. That's my point. That's my point. <laughs> you have reasons even before the question comes. Yeah. That was what I told you. <laughs> yeah, you've just proved it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a bit crazy. I bet would you would you do this experiment of three times a day doing something and even for yourself, even as a preparation to to not build those reasons. They will come and just to say I, I don't care about is that true, is that good or is that so three, three times a day in your job or maybe in your relationship or with your children, you know, it could be one of each, like one time in your job, one time in your relationship, one time with your children and do something and have no reason for it. Yeah, it's kind of, I have the gun on my head right now because my, the people from my job, they try to kick me out and they try to find a reason. And now that they're telling me that I have to explain what I did all the year in one week while I'm like trying to keep things going. And yeah, and that was the breakdown for me, actually. I mean, that's, the, that's so nonsense. And, but I think it's not about finding out that reasons are nonsense, that the reason itself is nonsense, but that reasoning doesn't make sense. That's, yeah what I need. Thank you. Okay. okay, who's next? I'm next. Anybody who has a question for Martina, just shoot. Why did you choose this uh, forehanger? This, um, how you say that? Gardine. This, you know, that thing on the window. <laughs> I'm in I'm not at home. This this is not my room. I'm at, at work. So you're talking to Habet? Yeah, Habet. I did not choose that. You have to keep going. Uh, Sabine, I'm in a strange room. <laughs> Maria, I didn't choose those curtains. And Chloe, this is not my home where I am. Thank you. I noticed that you give four times the same reason. It seems like you believe that the reason is true. Could be, yeah. I, can I give, so if the curtains are still there, you chose that they're still there. 
because you could have ripped them off. You could have cut them. <laughs> you could have changed them. You could have bought new ones. You could have just burned down the whole place. This is what it means to be radically responsible. Mm -hmm. So you still believe that you're not radically responsible for those curtains to be there. And your reason is, this is not my house. You know, it's, Do you see this? It's a yellow thing. It's a, a killer for flies. Yeah. In my room, I would never have such a thing. But in this room, there are 20 different people and 18 of those people use this killer for flies. And if I would put it away, they would buy a new one. So I leave it. Good reason. Yeah. <laughs> but still a reason. Yeah, it does really. Unglaublich. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I move into, you know, I move into people's house, you know, I don't have a house, so I get to move into people's house. And I, when I move into a house, I consider it my house. So if there's something to fix, I fix it. If there's something to change, I change it. If there, and of course there's negotiation in there. I'm not saying I go, you know, but that I'm radically responsible for the way things are. And if they're not, you know, if things are not fixed or if something is, is the way it is, it's because I, because, because I didn't do anything about it. I mean, that's a reason, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm next. Somebody has to ask me a question. And Chloe, why did you attach your hair this morning? I attached my hair because I didn't like the way they looked on the screen. And I didn't look at myself in the mirror before this morning and I was like, this is not working. Uh, I was talking to you, Maria, yeah. Sabine. I attached my hair so I could be like you, I could look like you, something like that. I bet I attached my hair because I look more professional with my hair attached than my hair down. And I, so, and maybe I look even older. So <laughs> even Dimitra might not know that I'm 28 years old. <laughs> I could lie. Martina, I attached my hair because, because they were wet and greasy and I don't, I, yeah, I don't like having my hair wet and greasy, but I'm using natural shampoo and it's actually not washing my hair at all. And so it's really, I'm in this like choosing like horrible, like L'Oreal shampoo that actually wash my hair and those natural things that just make them more greasy than ever. So. That's why I attach them. Thank you. <laughs> and I, yeah, anyway, I know this is um, a lot of my, like my purpose was mostly uh, like unconscious of attaching my hair. It was this looking good thing. 
So that was my purpose. And I, I give you really great reasons for that. Is that an, um, a purpose, looking good? Yeah. It's like a box purpose. Yeah. Okay, Maria, you're next. Anybody has a question for Maria? Why did you attach these colors on the wall? That? I, I, I see it only as colors. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay. How about I attach those on the wall because it's Tibetan prayer flags and I lived in Nepal, so I brought them. Um, <laughs> Sabina, I attached those flags on my wall because um, I feel it connects me with um, like Buddhist energy. Martina, I put those flags on my wall because I like the way they look and I feel <clears throat> they bring something nice to the room. And Anne Chloe, I put those flags on my wall because it's a reminder of where I've been and something that I've learned there. Thank you. I just want to say, I, I noticed also in, in the reason that I gave, it's like they all kind of uh, uh, rotate or like pivot like around the same thing that we believe is true. And that you know, none of us gave a really unreasonable reason. Nobody said, you know, uh, I, I, th those flags, actually, a friend of mine put them there to annoy me because I hate Buddhism. You know, that, you know so we, <clears throat> even our reasons are reasonable. Our reasons are reasonable reasons. Okay, Sabine. Any questions for Sabine? Sabine, I, I have a question. Why do you have those scarves on the wall behind you? Um, Martina, I love flea markets and sometimes just things just come to me. Habit? I don't know when I was putting it on the wall. I just don't remember like what, when and where. <laughs> um, Chloe, um, yeah, I'm just uh, uh, changing my room. So I was even thinking to hang it down. So uh, like, Ah, that's not a reason. Shit. Um, uh, um, I get. I, I'm running out of reasons. Um, I don't believe you. <laughs> you can use them two times. I'm <laughs> Chloe. Uh, I um, do have the thingy there because I love uh, colors in my um, in my flat. 
Maria, um, yeah, I was also traveling in India, so it might remind me somehow also of that. Thank you. That's all of you. I'm closing the room so the other people might come in. Hmm. I was in the other group I was uh, saying that and I wanted to share here that something like what started helping me was to ask what is this action of getting out of bed or or wearing this jumper or um, speaking what is this what is what purpose is it serving for yeah and for some um it, it started to kind of bypass the reason creating part of my box to see what effect it it is having and i could get to the purpose of what it's serving can I ask you a question? May ask me a question. Why did you leave our group? You came back into the main room, and then you left again. What? Uh, Vera, she came into our. She she left the, her breakout room, the breakout room, and came into our group. Oh, suddenly gone. I was doing an experiment. What was the experiment? Was about being in a space or like leaving a space and being in a, a, like moving spaces without justifying why I'm doing that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm Chloe. I, I have a question for you. Um, what was your reason to choose people to concrete groups? Did you have some reason to to choose us like you choose. I not. I don't understand the question. Like, which breakout room you were in? Yeah. No. No reason. So there was one. There was action without reason. You mean why did I choose the breakout? Why did I choose to put us in to do this experiment? 
No, why, why did you choose us like that? Why did you separate us in this concrete uh, constellation, you know? So, uh, when, yeah, so this is my, my question. <laughs> I mean, one of my answers would be, I didn't choose you. Computer chose, but then I wouldn't be really taking a lot of responsibility. But there was no uh, purpose behind putting people in special groups, like why some people were in group and there was no particular purpose. So this show me that there can be action without purpose or without reason that I mean, um, <coughs> so then it's spontaneously action, yeah? Without thinking about that. I'm not interesting about uh, concrete, it's just example, you know, because when we was in a group, I try make the distinction still between reason and purpose. And uh, so right. I won't see there are actions without reasons and purpose. Uh, because yeah. for, for me, it's all also like, it's really difficult. Um, uh, don't give any reason. It's like everything has reason, everything has purpose. So um, right now when you say there was no reason and purpose, um, I, I'm seeing this a little bit different. No, we're talking about the difference between reason and purpose and maybe we could clarify. Yeah, I have this in front of me, you know, that like um, uh, reason are in intellectual and purpose are energetic like untold us and uh, purpose well, uh, you I, make experiments by purpose. So purpose are energetic and what? You said something that I missed. That uh, experimenting uh, can be a purpose and uh, explanation is a reason. So I won't see in the, I won't see exactly moment when purpose start be a reason. So when you start use your in intellect or your mind, then you start create a reason from the purpose, yeah? I think maybe love is a good example. Like, I mean, if you say love is the, like, uh, let's say, love can be the purpose, you know? You want, you want to, I don't know, uh, have a relationship or or family it could be anything as long as this purpose is fulfilled while reasons are not uh, essential for what for what's going to happen the purpose is kind of creating the thing itself because it shapes it you know like you want to sleep in a bed let's say the, the purpose is you want to rest, let's say. So you, the, the, the purpose of resting is creating the shape of the bed, let's say, because you couldn't rest if you would sit or I don't know. While reasons, they're interchangeable. They, they're, 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 they come after. They're not really, they don't really matter, let's say, to, to the thing. Because okay. mind is doing it after. So they, they, the, come, after, they come after action. Yeah. Well, the purpose, it shapes it. I got it. The purpose okay. is doing it. Yeah. And I, I think I want to add that. Um, so I don't actually think there's action without purpose. 
So I, I think when I meant there was no purpose, meaning there was no, I think what I meant was no reason. My purpose was um, clarity. My purpose was experimenting, like let's split in groups for it. But there was no um, reason for, for which person would go in each group. So I just want to take, I, it seems to me that I don't think there's a action without purpose. There's always purpose. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for this. This was enlightening, Vera. I would like to hear a couple of actions that you would do just to inspire, or maybe if you want to write in our group or something, um, because I don't, I, for no reason, <laughs> I was going to say the reason so fast. If you want, please. <laughs> okay, anybody want to share a couple of things right now? Yes. I would walk around with a free hug sign and go around hugging people on the street, especially in these times. I would uh, go talk to the neighbor's child. And um, yeah, that's most interesting. Maybe. I said I'll, I will start a circus. I want to be there. <laughs> I said I would write a theater play. <laughs> that then we would all play out during the trainer path and we could film it. That was my plan. <laughs> so, but I need to write the script first. Cool. I mean, I would, if you want, you can put it in the group and uh, in like the group, there's some people who are on there who um, didn't come to this spark and so you can make a sentence, you know, spark, spark 49 experiments or whatever. Uh, so people know where it comes from. Hmm. Not that you have to give a reason why you write <laughs> the things that you do without reason. <laughs> okay. Thank you very Thank much, you. guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye.